another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. If you were anywhere near a radio in the late 1960s, the chances are that the cry you just heard worked its way into your consciousness at least as intensely as that spiel about speeding locomotives, tall buildings, and the American way. Commissioner's office. Listen carefully. Do not be alarmed. This is a friend, someone you know. I have cleverly disguised the sound of my voice so that anyone eavesdropping will not recognize who it is that's calling you. What do you want, wing warrior? If Chicken Man is dear to your heart, take comfort in the fact that you're not alone. One of your fellow chicken-hearted is WPGU's news director, John Strandon, who once went so far as to buy the album The Best of Chicken Man. Somewhere along the line, though, probably when he was cuddling it in bed, John lost the album. I'm Charles Myerson, and this is Probe. When Strandon came to me with the Probe question, how can I replace my album, I couldn't help but check it out, not only because I, too, am a Chicken Man freak, but because John Strandon is my boss. So I called the man most likely to have an answer, Dick Orkin, the creator and the voice of Chicken Man, the commissioner, and a cast of other characters. Orkin's secretary tells us that a copy of the best of Chicken Man can't be had at any price these days. It's out of print. But Orkin's firm, the Chicago Radio Syndicate, is considering re-releasing that item. The fact is, however, that Chicken Man is back on the airwaves again. Some rerun episodes, some new ones. A radio station in Carbondale, for instance, has been running the adventures of the great white-winged warrior in this past few months. As a matter of fact, a whole slew of Orkin-created series are currently in syndication, and those series, along with the many advertising spots Orkin produces, are making the former employee of WCFL in Chicago a pretty successful guy. As to how financially successful he is, Orkin doesn't like to talk about it. Suggest that if you make a lot of money, you're successful. Uh, if that's if that's your standard, we make a lot of money, so therefore we're successful. But I'm not so sure that uh, you can always equate the amount of money people make with how successful they are. I know a lot of people in the broadcast business who make a lot of money, uh, who from my from my standpoint aren't terribly successful as in doing the work that they're doing. I don't think they do great radio. Anyhow, it all started back in the spring of 1966. My program director asked that I create a um, a spoof of a spoof, if that was possible. And uh, Chicken Man was created uh, in answer to uh, the Batman uh, thing, and uh, although it was only intended to run about a month on one disc jockey's radio program, it was heard in other uh, cities surrounding Chicago and uh, grew from uh, a few cities to uh, a nationally syndicated uh, series in, uh, in a two or three year period. That disc jockey, by the way, was the late Jim Runyon, who also narrated those original Chicken Man episodes. The success of Chicken Man eventually led Orkin into forming his own outfit, Dick Orkin Creative Services. Well, I left CFL 1969 and uh, decided to uh, go into business for myself as a commercial uh, producer. And uh, it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't more than about six months I was into that when some people for whom uh, I had produced, who had distributed the uh, first series, Chicken Man, in uh, Dallas, Texas, asked if I would uh, produce another series they could distribute. Uh, I was on my own now. And so Tooth Fairy was created as a uh, kind of sequel to Chicken Man and uh, was the second series in, in, uh, in the syndication. Yeah? Hello there. I'm the Tooth Fairy, and I doth come from... 
Dr. Armadingo? Yes. Nurse Durkin? Uh-huh. Henceforth, I, Newton J. Snookers, America's beloved tooth fairy, shall make this office my official working headquarters. Oh. And I shall go forth from this office out into the night, into the homes of people everywhere. Uh-huh. And though justice, truth, and mercy be the greatest treasures of all, I will bring them cash. Nice. For the world must know, where there is one nickel, there is the glimmer of hope. Where there is one dime, there is dignity. True. Where there is two nickels, there is a dime. And where there is two dimes and one nickel, there's a quarter. And with a quarter, the world is your oyster. What did he mean by that? I think he means we'll be sharing rent. Most of you are probably familiar with the Molar Marauders adventures, which were broadcast in 1970 on Larry Lujak's WLS Morning Show. In the past three years, Orkin says he and his partner, Bert Burtis, have devoted themselves mostly to doing commercial work. You've probably heard Orkin's voice in spots for Time Magazine, Playback, and friendly Bob Adams, to name a few. Superheroes, however, have long been 41-year-old Orkin's first love. He says he used to read a lot of comic books and watch a lot of movie serials, and so he's just unleashed another costumed character for young people to enjoy today. The character in question is the masked Minute Man, whose adventures are being syndicated. They're being heard Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday mornings on WGN in Chicago. What we've done is uh, create uh, a radio series that features as its hero, America's first real superhero. He was a a colonial who lived uh, in the Revolutionary War times, and uh, actually it's, the uh, series takes place right before the outbreak of the war, and uh, he's, uh, his name is Fenton Flagg. He um, uh, disguises himself as Francine Flagg by selling newspapers on a street corner, and uh, as a means of uh, keeping his identity secret as the Masked Minuteman, he sells newspapers as a newspaper, as a Francine flag, wearing a uh, rotting hoop skirt and a wig. And uh, this sor- the uh, series is about his adventures as Francine dressed in drag, standing on a street corner in Philadelphia. Well, what could top that? <laughs> Orkin says he's got more in his mind right now. We're doing another series, uh, Charlie, but uh, I'm, uh, it's, yeah, it's premature to uh, talk about what it is. I mean, they're going to be comedy series, and they'll be like Chicken Man or Tooth Fairy. I mean, they'll have as a uh, superhero. What, what I can probably tell you is that the new ones will probably deal with multiple superheroes rather than one. In other words, it'll be several people who are the subjects of the, of the series. And uh, the... Uh, the setting will be uh, not too much unlike Chicken Man and Tooth Fairy, but uh, I think it's a uh, the premise is a little bit broader than uh, we've had previously. Something maybe like a Chicken League of America is what Orkin has in mind. What criteria are used to come up with this stuff? Well, Bert Burtis says... We have a standard. It has to be dumb. We have a dumb quotient. We measure everything. It comes up to about 4 feet 11 on our door, and we measure every tape up against there, and comes up to our dumb standard, we let it go. We have no such criteria for probe, though. No item is too intelligent for us to tackle. Even though we couldn't get John Strand in another album, we're willing to try to help you with your problems. Just drop us a note here at Probe, care of WPGU, 1241 South Euclid, Champaign 61820, or call us Wednesday nights from 8 to 10 at 333-2016. Charles Myerson here. Probe is a pre-recorded presentation of WPGU News.